need to be alive. Thank you once again for letting me into your home and heart. I remain the voice of one. Growing up decades ago as little children, we were told one particular folklore. It was about an event in the animal kingdom where the young animals, restless and gathered for a meeting, were unhappy with the situation in the kingdom. They concluded that their parents were to blame and had to go. Thus, they agreed that on a designated day, each young animal should kill their parents. On the appointed day, a killing spree of animal parents ensued. However, unbeknownst to the other young animals, the dog hid his mother in heaven. Afterwards, the young animals decided to be egalitarian, with each creature having an equal say in all matters. They also agreed that there would be no leader, as they believed that the leadership of their parents' era was the root problem. Oh, what a celebration they had on that day as they declared their freedom. A few days later, a problem emerged. Upholding their newfound egalitarianism, they encouraged every animal to take time and ponder the optimal solution. While some wrestled with thoughts, the dog ascended to heaven to confer with his mother about the issue. His mother recounted a similar problem from the era of an ancient king and how it was resolved. On the designated day for presenting their solutions, each animal stepped forward. However, no solution was discovered until the dog shared his mother's advice. Thus, the problem was resolved. In the days that followed, a new problem surfaced, once again challenging the animals to devise a solution. And once more, the dog sought counsel from his mother in heaven. She recounted a historical solution from the reign of another ancient king. On the day designated for proposing solutions, only the dog's suggestion proved effective. Soon, a pattern emerged where problems arose beyond the ability of any animal to solve except the dog, who derived his insights from his mother hidden in heaven. Ultimately, the young animals decided to crown the dog as their king, relying on him to address their issues. They had realized the folly of their ways and the wisdom of their parents, albeit too late to undo the chaos of their exuberance. The dog's first decree was to prohibit the killing of animal parents, and he subsequently brought his mother back from heaven to serve as his chief advisor. The moral of the story, do not dismiss the wisdom of the ancients and recognize that youthful confidence shouldn't overshadow the knowledge of previous generations. In today's world, we often encounter young people, particularly on social media, who present themselves as all-knowing, ridiculing their parents and elders as antiquated, archaic, and out of touch with reality. Some even attribute their current challenges to the perceived inaction or ineffectiveness of their parents' generation. All that remains is for them to gather and advocate for the summary execution of that generation. God forbid. The Bible states in the Amplified Version of Proverbs chapter 20 verse 29, The glory of young men is their strength and the beauty of old men is their gray head, suggesting wisdom and experience. Achieving progress necessitates a balance between strength and wisdom. Moreover, today's youth will become tomorrow's elderly individuals. While you may possess strength today, a time will come when that strength wanes, replaced by wisdom which is of even greater value than physical prowess. With that in mind, the focus of this discussion pertains to our contemporary way of living, often disregarding God and His message of salvation and deliverance for humanity. Presently, some individuals doubt the existence of God. Among the others who do believe in God's existence, some consider God and His message to be outdated and disconnected from reality. To this extent, they advocate for the abandonment of God and His teachings in favor of a lifestyle aligned with personal preferences. However, it is within the framework of God's message that we discover solutions capable of transcending life's challenges. This message of God imparts wisdom, deliverance, salvation, and redemption. 
When compared to God, also known as the Ancient of Days, the world resembles a youthful entity convinced that it could function independently from God and His message. We have devised our own methods for problem solving and tackling the challenges we have brought upon ourselves. Yet, regrettably, our endeavors have not yielded substantial improvements. We voice grievances about climate issues, wildfires, and other natural phenomena that surpass our comprehension and reasoning. We lend an ear to self-proclaimed experts whose primary qualification is their ability to articulate concepts that elude the grasp of most individuals. Collectively, we have abandoned our reliance on God and pursued diverse paths. Yet, we can identify some dogs, in quotes, akin to those in our folklore, individuals who would ascend to heaven to seek aid and extend relief to a battered world. But wait a minute. Why ascend to heaven when one from heaven descended to the earth with an enduring solution? You might question, who is this and when did it happen? God's message, as documented in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, provides a solution. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Additionally, in John chapter 1, verses 10 through to 12, we find another account of this only begotten Son of God. Thus, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Indeed, God dispatched his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to the earth to bestow salvation upon humanity, a precursor to resolving our predicaments. God's solution is remarkably straightforward, yet even the most scholarly minds of this world often fail to perceive or embrace the wisdom embedded within it. For it is those who believe in his name who attain salvation, not those who are worldly wise. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 18 through to verse 21 from the Living Bible illuminates further on this thus. I know very well how foolish it sounds to those who are lost when they hear that Jesus died to save them. But we who are saved recognize this message as the very power of God. For God says, I will destroy all human plans of salvation, no matter how wise they may seem to be, and ignore the best ideas of men, even the most brilliant of them. So what about these wise men? these scholars, these brilliant debaters of this world's great affairs. God has made them all look foolish and shown their wisdom to be useless nonsense. For God, in his wisdom, saw to it that the world would never find God through human brilliance, and then he stepped in and saved all those who believed his message, which the world calls foolish and silly. This so-called foolish plan, devised by God, holds the key to salvation for all of humanity. Global systems and governments are unraveling and faltering on a widespread scale. We toil diligently in our quest for solutions, yet we remain unsuccessful. If only we would turn to God for assistance, our situation would vastly improve. Some people have asserted that dedicating hours to daily church meetings does not provide a solution, a sentiment with which I concur. Others have said we ought to disengage from these church gatherings and instead focus our efforts on diligent work. At this point, our paths differ. While God does not require us to spend all our time in church meetings, he also does not advocate for us to embark on independent quests for solutions. No, God desires us to rely on him for every aspect of our lives. God invites us to engage in intimate 
personal prayer and fellowship within the confines of our homes, not necessarily in a church meeting. The Apostle Paul referred to God, whom the Athenians of his era dubbed the unknown God, in Acts chapter 17 verse 28 of the Message Bible thus, We live and move in him, can't get away from him. Just as a newborn child is utterly dependent on its mother, so are we with God. Without him, our accomplishments amount to naught. Our existence fades away and is soon forgotten even by our king. Some have achieved true wisdom by adopting what the world regards as foolish as they turn to God and embrace his salvation. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 of the Message Bible declares, Everyone who calls, help God, gets help. Those who humbly acknowledge their inadequacy without God and recognize their profound need for his intervention receive his salvation, along with the unshakable promise of eternal life. At this point, may I invite you to make a pivotal decision. Will you turn to God, the Ancient of Days, through His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, seeking His assistance and thereby securing salvation? Or will you persist in your current way of existence, experiencing continual setbacks and stumbles with no prospects for eternal life? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for that which you have shared with us today. I pray that as many as will humble themselves and turn to seek your face, and ask for your salvation and forgiveness from their sins. Father, accept them. Bring them into this grace of salvation and turn their lives around for the better. In Jesus' name, Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807 777-5630 or 0803-777-9931 I really would love to hear from you God bless you and goodbye oh